Welcome to another super awesome episode of the Serena Underground Podcast. It is, I forgot already, October 5th, 2014. It's not June 26th. <laughs> Yo, this is Kujo. What's up, it's Baldo. This is Mondo. And we have a special guest today. Hi, my name is Monique. You can't, you say special guest for all of them. Because they're all not special. special anymore. How are they not special? Because they're well, here they, every week. They're unique. Oh, I know. Uh, um. See, Mondo's not special because he's here once in a while. Well, When's the next time we're going to have you, money? Well, whenever you guys want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, then you're special She today. wasn't going to be on 20 minutes ago and she's <laughs> yeah. here. Um, Dude, oh, Serendipity. yeah. Do we want to talk about that? That was, that was, that was, that's legit. <laughs> but I'm trying to, there was a, there's a joke. I forgot what comedian does it, but he gets caught cheating and it's like. And the girl's like, oh, you told me I was special. And she's like, yeah, special, not unique. Oh. <laughs> I forgot who it was. But that's not why we're here today. Today we're here to talk about the fun, exciting world of uh, poetry. <laughs> and you can tell by the response of the person who responded why we're here. But anyway, I, I'm actually, I, I actually am genuine. This is, a, it's false unenthusiasm. Because I'm really excited because I, I like uh, words and poetry. And you're from Salinas. And I, 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 I would just, hope I just she's kind from Salinas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're from Salinas. And again, it, it goes in with the whole least educated thing. This wasn't planned out. So, we were going to have uh, Eddie from Microclouds. Like, oh. <laughs> no, he's doing sound for a wedding. So some wedding out there right now has some crazy sound going on right now there's some <laughs> old people that are like what i don't get this sorry eddie but no. like captain crunch over here no eddie. <laughs> well eddie found a guest eddie yeah, could not yeah, be that's here right. he found a guest they couldn't be here <laughs> they found another one this is all literally within an hour right yeah yeah so which says very little about your life, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm still happy to be here. Uh, okay, so, um, Hopefully somebody calls me to be on a podcast right now. Monique here. Um, rumor has it. Rumor has it. My So <laughs> you got a master's degree in New York. How do we go there from here? <laughs> well, yeah, you got a master's degree in poetry from... Sarah Lawrence. That's the, the Sarah, Lawrence. Sarah Lawrence College. It's a little liberal arts school in Bronxville, New York. Um, but I mean, I was born here. I was raised here. I went to high school here at Alvarez. Um, what year? There's so many people <laughs> from, Alvarez. from Alvarez. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> people out there, pay yeah. attention. People that listen here, a lot of them are from Salinas. Next time you see a successful person, uh, and it was the last 20 years, Look what high school they went to. It was probably Alvarez. <laughs> You're fucking welcome, Selena. <laughs> We're fucking carrying you fuckers along. We come back. Well, I never went. I don't know what we do. Point. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Palma. They don't live in Selena's no more when they <laughs> they graduate. Nope. But no. Alvarez, we're, we're we're holding it down, man. They all go to. I fucked up already. Uh, what's past Monterey? Let's forget Pacific Grove. Whatever. Carmel. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They stay on 68. But they're, they're tucked away nicely. No, I saw the other day that uh, Ricardo Diaz, the Californian food guy, is also from Alvarez. It's like, dude. Hell yeah. People need to recognize. Youngest school, but. You need to come up people. with an Alvarez chant. 
I wasn't aware. We should get more schools on the bandwagon. Well, if we <laughs> Screw the other school. <laughs> <laughs> now that we now. know, we have to literally look for someone from Alisal and be like, even playing field. Let's do this. <laughs> Found a successful person from Alisal? Wow. How much time do we have? No. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. No, they'll kick our ass. No, because ultimately they'll kick our ass. They have history. Like uh, They have a lot of very, very successful people. It'd be embarrassing. They'll come out with books and shit. Like, ah, I was only kidding, man. Good going, Bob. Yeah, it's just a joke. Yeah. Better at you in soccer, though. I can tell that for sure. <laughs> From Alvarez? Yeah, Alvarez better than Alsa. Well, you're the soccer guy. You know what's up. Look at the I'm score. Even, I don't know. I don't have to. Not even my opinion. Just look at the scores from last year. It's all that. It's all you got to see. Facts, man. Yeah. That's all you need. Anyway, so Monique, we're down to Alvarez. <laughs> <laughs> so you're born in Salinas. Uh, what part of Salinas? What barrio? Uh, well, I've lived in quite a few barrios actually. Let's <laughs> um, let's make it simple. East side, north side, south side. Well, I've, I've kind of hopped around all over. I've lived on the east side for a while. Right now, I'm. Let's keep I'm, it with schools. What elementary schools you go to? <laughs> Ooh, let's that see. actually does that's, help. Yeah, that'll tell yeah. everybody. People that know know. Uh, all them Salinians. What do we call ourselves? Salinisienses. I like Salina citizen just because it doesn't sound fucking weird. So I'm going with that. Salina citizens. God, that sounds so like. Salinas. Wait, citizens. Like, yeah, that's that's as far as I can go. <laughs> I think we could safely say Mexican too. <laughs> what do you call yourself, Mexican? No, <laughs> you got an eight out of ten chance talk. that it's a Mexican, so that's pretty good. But anyway, what elementary school did you go to? Um, well, I went to Casterville Elementary. Ah, oh, what? Come on, phony. We got. Oh, sorry. That sorry. was just for kindergarten. That's how upset go I get. Ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, but Fremont and Southside. Yes, just, Fremont. What? Did you go to Fremont? Yeah. Oh, did you have Miss Valletta? No, I had Miss. I had Miss. I had Miss. Oh, I didn't. I had Miss Frederick for kindergarten, first to second, and then third grade I had Miss Payne. Oh wow! And, and then fourth grade I had. What was his name? He rode a bike a lot of the time. Mr. Samuels. Yeah, Mr. Samuels. <laughs> I had Mr. Samuels, and then that's when I moved out. Holy shit! And you're 26, so you went. You're a year younger than me. what? <laughs> we chilled on the plane. You were there when it was Probably. still a, like wooden structure. Yeah. And we still had the the little the sand the pit sand with the with the. Um, it was just uh, what do you call it? 55 gallon drums with no top and bottom, and they were the tunnels that you, yeah. they were. Oh, it's just sharp rusted metal. For those three <laughs> people <laughs> that don't know where Fremont is, is that the one on John Street? Fremont's the one that's just catty corner to uh, El Cisal. Okay. And okay. it's old school Adobe, probably like the first school in Salinas, I would say. John Steinbeck probably ditched from that school. <laughs> <laughs> or no, that's actually, he, he was in Salinas High, huh? He probably, wow. he ditched from his school and went to that school to go talk to a little senorita. Whoa. Because he liked Mexican girls. John Steinbeck liked the Mexicans. We're talking about a high school girl talking to another Mexican girl? No, yeah. John Steinbeck, this is their that's job. The, that's what I understood, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, John, this is John Steinbeck in elementary school. I can't name an elementary school in the south side of the Salinas High, so I assume that it used to be an elementary Salinas school. High, so. To me, it was, before I knew, before I was born, it was elementary school as well. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know. That's my story. <laughs> that, God damn it, Baldo. <laughs> that helped my narrative. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. But. So you're, you started at Fremont. 
<laughs> Getting back to that, so I'm sorry. gonna I'm gonna keep this train on the tracks. We never do, and I hear it back, and it's like ah, we had such potential for good interviews. So you you're at uh you started in Castroville, boo, and then you you came to reality to the real world over here, Fremont, and then how far did you go graduate sixth grade from Fremont? Um, yeah, and then I and went then to El Sassel? El Sassel and then Alvarez. Oh, wow. Did you go to Alvarez because your mom didn't want you going to Al Uh, no, we, there was just a lot of And that's not around. a dig to Al that's just, because uh, I know that happens. Um, okay, so you moved into the neighborhood? Yeah. Where? We were like um, neighbors. Dude, yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, we, like, I know you, we were, we were neighbors at one point. Well, you lived in the good side of the neighborhood. I don't on, know what that means. You know where Loma Vista is? <laughs> Loma Lope, Vista, up nat, on Natividad? No. You know where Los Coches is? No, but right now I live on Natividad, so I probably pass it by. You should know that. Right <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I'm very directions. In the <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're still getting used to Selena's coming back. No, bro. no, no. <laughs> How long have you been back? I don't. Uh, for about a year now, actually. Okay, you're still getting used to what you were used to. Dude, I'm going to catch you for this, and I hope. You don't hate me for this, but you're a girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a very astute observation. Yeah. That, that's what it is. You're not designed. The girls aren't designed for that. I don't think. Shit. The eyes you're giving uh. me is like, don't go any farther. I will fucking rip your throat out. It just I, seems like it. I don't know. Not that I wouldn't. Thing, not that I wouldn't trust a girl that like to lead me anywhere. I'd be like, yeah, let's go for it. But I don't know. But I'm, I'm seriously gonna gonna Ooh. gonna dive away from this conversation <laughs> fast, because I I yeah uh, I can I can knock it out of it anyway. You, yeah, you can. Well, if that's a stereotype. I'm not doing a good job of disproving that oh, there stereotype. You go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Ah, thank Safe. you. Yes, thank you. Oh my God, you're like the nicest person in the world. Well, well, the whole point being was that. Um, he lived on the bad side of those coaches. I live on the good side of those coaches. <laughs> the, the border being Natividad. So. Well, well, okay. Well, now we got that baseline down where she went and all that. But where did the poetry, po- poetry. 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 Where did the poetry where come in? Eh? Where did the poetry? <laughs> yeah. Did, this, did you always enjoy reading? Was you? Were you always like? Were you a nerd? I was a total nerd from the get go. Okay. I was like. Yeah. Yeah, I was a kid in the corner, like, copying books or writing my own books, like, in kindergarten when everyone else would be playing. So you've and been I writing would... since kindergarten? Well, I mean, I didn't think of Theoretically. It. I mean, I didn't... Yeah, exactly. I mean, how much can a kindergartner write? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, it wasn't The sky until... is red. <laughs> no, actually, some, some preschoolers and kindergartners, like, write amazing... Amazing, amazing things. Yeah, I um, see it on the internet, and I just, I just convince myself it's fake. No, like, <laughs> That's what makes me feel better. <laughs> they're, my, they're so talented. <laughs> no, it's just they're so uncensored, and they're so their minds are so free and creative. Yeah, and they don't judge themselves, or they're not old enough to be aware of anyone else judging them. Yeah, so. that makes sense. Like, that's why I like South Park. That's why I like that they use kids, because that's the truth, yes. you know? Because that's where, if you want the truth, ask a kid, you know? Yeah. They'll tell you, they'll tell you what's up. How does the saying go? Los niños y los borrachos no mienten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually never heard that, but that's completely true. That's a true. good saying for a reason. <laughs> why does well, it, what was it in English? You would always tell me. Something about Drugs a, and kids don't lie? No, well, <laughs> it, it like, the kids weren't mentioned, but 
It was about a drunk man. A drunk that man's bad words are sober man's thoughts. Yeah, there you go. A drunk man's... Uh, one more time. A drunk man's... <laughs> words are sober man's thoughts. There you there go. go. <laughs> yeah, well, same thing with a kid. Um, they're sober. Wait, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> they're like they're like little drunk people, you know. They don't know what the hell. They're just like it's like the Bill the Bird. The sky is blue. Yeah. <laughs> they're very strange. Yeah. No, no, no they are. They're, they're weird. We well, just got to add a filter, you know. Well, like well, they, that's what the instruction manual should say. <laughs> add filter. No, and they're always chubby, up. which always makes it awesome. Chubby? Like, yeah. They're always chubby. You, they can't not. And they, they just like, they always got like, you never heard that Bill Burr joke, yeah. you always got that little pot belly? Yeah. Little baby like, fat. It's impossible. Yeah. Like, they're fucking running all fucking day. They're on monkey bars and shit. They can't get rid of that gut. <laughs> Meanwhile, my lazy ass. How hilarious is that? I'm just lazy, so let's, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, so you've always been a nerd. You've always enjoyed books. Um, so then... So then I could assume, ever since you were young, you assumed like you were going to go on to college and somehow get some kind of career. No, no, not at all. I was the first in my... (laughs) I was the first in my family to go to college. Neither of my parents um, got to... I I don't think they got to finish high school. When did they come to Salinas? They were both born here. My grandparents were born in Mexico. Oh, wow. See, okay. (laughs) See, ah, this is fucking... This is so perfect. God, ah, I'm so excited. Though. You're getting again. This is the perfect thing. Like, yes, okay. Salinas might seem uneducated because, like, okay, like your parents. You know, like you said, they might have not even finished high school, but you went on and you have your master's degree. You know, when there's two of them and one of you, so statistically, the numbers are still low. But fuck, like, you're gonna spread your knowledge. Right? You're a teacher. If you want to talk anyway, about statistics, on, let I me agree. ask you this: Do you have any siblings? I do. I have two younger siblings. Did they go to... Are they old enough to go to college? Uh, Better question. Not yet, but... Oh, so I can't. <laughs> okay, statistics are over. Good movie now. Well, but anyway, are they, are they looking to follow kind of in your footsteps? I mean, it's very interesting because I would see my five-year-old sister say, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to go to this college. And when I was that age, I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware until my senior year of high school of what yeah. colleges were in California. Oh, really? Wow. I just didn't like really grow up hearing too much exactly. about that. So then, so then, uh, when you graduated high school, you didn't think of going to college. That I mean, I a did. Uh, my mom really, really wanted that for me since she didn't have that opportunity because she yeah. had me so young. Yeah. And she just kind of uh, built her life around her family and trying to like, provide for us and make life as best as she could for us. Okay. So um, uh, and, and you took advantage. Well. <laughs> And how long does a master's degree take to get? Well, it depends on the program. Mine was two years. Um, some people take it for three years, but take less units because it turns out to be a little bit cheaper sometimes that way. And those two years, you've gone, you've already, you have to get a bachelor's already? Yeah. And that, how long did that take? Um, that can, I mean, it varies from person to person. I actually graduated a year early. I, I was, I, in my <laughs> head, I was like, she's going to be one of those. I just want her to say it already. <laughs> let, let, let me do this for, for the simple man, like myself. Um, how long did you go to college? Uh, you got your bachelor's degree and you stopped. How long were you in school? Um, well, I got my bachelor's in English and psychology in three years. Okay. Um, which is actually really easy to do. People think it's. Oh, okay, impossible. Damn it, never mind. I was giving you so much credit in my no, head right now. Give her some credit, man. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, you just take full units, like do some summer courses, do some AP classes. In high Lose school. some sleep, get a job. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there. Yeah, and 
Well, you had to have done that, obviously, is lose some sleep. And did you get a job at some point? Or um, I did. I was a tutor for, uh, I mean, they said underrepresented members of the community, like marginalized members of the community. So just people who needed extra support and extra help. We're talking about New York. Oh, dude, I was going to No, this is in Davis. This is in UC Davis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you went to Davis for this? For um, my undergraduate. Did you take any classes on wine? No, I, I had no interest in agriculture at all. What's wrong with oh agriculture? Like, <laughs> I was gonna say alcohol. Um, was Davis your first choice, or how did Davis come about? Well, my high school, my English high school teacher, who was super uh, encouraging and influential, and actually helped me decide to pursue writing more seriously. Um, she just said, "Oh, you should apply to UC Davis," and I did. So I just applied to Davis, Santa Barbara, because uh, my relative had gone there so I, that was one of the ones i had heard of and berkeley and from all this how did new york come up? <laughs> there you go honestly like, it's kind of embarrassing if i tell you the real story <laughs> <laughs> well you're sharing with the world so the world keep, uh, okay you're sharing with at, well, least, at least four more at people, people. <laughs> nah well, but um go ahead well, after, I, when, when I was in UC Davis, I had amazing mentors. One of them was Monica Storrs. Real quick, I'm sorry. Um, UC Davis was straight out of high school. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, and that was also my mom's doing. I was like, no, I don't want to go to school. I want to live in a cabin and write books. And, um, <laughs> and you know, like, you're, you you're a teenager. Up here, chop some yeah. wood. <laughs> when you're a teenager, your frontal lobes aren't fully developed, so you have, like, all these crazy I wouldn't dudes. blame it on that. <laughs> but okay. No, and my mom dragged me out of bed to take the SAT. She said, you have to go. You have to do this. You're going to regret this so wow. much if you don't do it. Yeah. So I owe, like, a lot of my education to my mom like all of it to, yeah to oh. yeah she's the one that dragged you out of bed yeah yeah and i mean I, I don't take that for granted she didn't have to do that for me. yeah but um and so i just feel like a lot of people have helped me like shape into this poetry kind of realm um like my teacher monica stores uh she was my very first poetry teacher at uc davis and i told her i just love this so much like i wish i could be live and breathe this my whole life and she said, you can, just go to a Master's of Fine Arts program. I was like, what? What is this? Like, this sounds mythological. It doesn't sound real. This is a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, rainbows are real. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of gold at the end. <laughs> and then, I mean, you go through it and you Le realize. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say leprechauns, but that's yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, anyway, I have a question because what I've... Because I have a soccer blog, and I, there's a lot of soccer talent here. My thing is like, dude, why don't these kids get soccer scholarships? Why aren't they going to college? And uh, and from what I hear, surprisingly, a lot of them do get offers, mm -hmm. but they're scared. You know, it's like the mm -hmm. University of New Hampshire is offering them this this thing, and um, and they're afraid to leave Salinas. And how did you gather up the courage to leave this town on your own? You know, it doesn't seem like you knew anybody in Davis or New York or whatever. Mm -hmm. How did you, again, gather that courage and say, you know what, I, I need to leave. I, I, I can do this on my own. I believe in myself. I, I trust myself. How did you figure that out? I mean, like I said, it was totally my family's encouragement. And that was a huge, huge support. Um, even though they hadn't had, like, they weren't too experienced in the college uh, 
background. Yeah. They still knew that it was important and encouraged me to pursue it. And I mean, it was really scary and depressing and lonely. It's hard to leave home. Like, the first year was awful. But after that, like, it opened up so many doors. Um, I got to study abroad. And then after that, I got to teach uh, English in Madrid for a year. And then that just made me more and more hungry to see more things. And did you... That's out of nowhere. <laughs> no, I mean... So that's new information. No, it's just... I mean, and In I Madrid? See, that's awesome. That's crazy. No, and I see that with uh, my, the students that I substitute. They don't... I mean, we don't have a lot of exposure at that age. Um, unless, like, we see people around us doing that. Yeah, so then Madrid's just probably a soccer team, you know? <laughs> Which is, I mean, it, it's funny and it's messed up, but they, they should realize it's, it's a major world city, you know, and... No, there's stuff out there. But yeah, that that's that that's awesome. Cause yeah, that that's to me that's also what I realized that that'd be a big that that's scary as hell, you know, to leave everything you know. And again, and, and like we were talking before we started recording, is being Mexican is a, a family structure is so important that being close to each other, you know, it's it's just it's in our culture. So, but here you have this country is so big, and there's the world itself is huge. Like you know, you have to go out there and get those experiences. And it is scary, but yeah, you have to try to figure that out, you know. And there's definitely a lot of guilt that comes with that package. Wanting to work on yourself and do something silly like poetry that most people aren't interested in. Yeah. Don't really care about. But making this huge investment with your life in it when, you know, life is going on with your family. Like, the family drama is still going on. Mm -hmm. You know, the financial struggles are still going on. So it feels very selfish to say I'm going to do these things. And your family, they were always supportive of the whatever major you went in. They, they never had a problem with Oh, no. They, wanted me, <laughs> they okay. wanted me to be a psychologist. Oh, but, really? <laughs> and I mean, I was interested in that, too, like helping people. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think it was my teachers, actually, they, talking to them. And they told my, my mom, like, you know, she's a really good writer. And like they saw the letters they wrote for me. And I mean, that made me feel very encouraged and confident to pursue it. And that made... Yeah. Uh, my mom feel a little more confident too, I think. Yeah, well, because that's a tricky one. Because, well, I mean, it's like where, I mean, the honest question is, well, where are you going to get your money? You yeah, know? and yeah. I mean, that's a reality now. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the pot of gold, and you realize, oh, they're, uh, I'm not so sure. About that <laughs> <Yeah. gold." laughs> the master's degree is there. And, um, well, do you have anything written down or anything? Is that a goal of yours? Do you um, want to write books? Do you want to write poems? Or do, have you already? Uh, absolutely. I would. I mean, I would love to have something like finished to to like present to the world. I have a lot of poems here and there. I just haven't really put them together and polished them. I uh, I right now just talking about. I just realized again, like I asked you earlier, if you were the one with the mo- the mom poem, and it, <laughs> now hearing more and more about your mom, it's just like holy shit. Like it's just. I see a more complete picture. That poem is a lot more powerful now, knowing that story. Um, well, I'm flattered you even remember that poem. No, oh, it, 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 I because I like I I enjoy write, I enjoy reading. That's what I was like. It's I'm I'm so weird. It, I feel weird that it's weird <laughs> that I enjoy to read, and it's like it's reading, you know, like it's, it's I don't know. So you should everybody should should enjoy it. And so I've always wanted that, you know, in Selena, some kind of poetry or spoken word or, or some, something, you know, some, I don't know, it's just this raw emotion. And to hear it, it just, it just stuck with me. That other guy, I, I forget his name, the guy with the, the beard. Yeah. Um, he's 
I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's he amazing. Yeah, he was there this last yesterday or sun Friday as well. And yeah, and it's like, oh, this, this is so great. Um, Can we take this opportunity to say um, the whole thing about First Friday? Again, every First Friday of the month, um, we go out to the Cherry Bean. We record um, the open mic. Yeah. And uh, we should actually have that episode up with this episode. So no, no, I'm I'm gonna get that one out earlier. Um, oh, really? Again, I, I'm I'm more than halfway done, so by tonight I'll have it edited and I'll publish it tonight. It it won't go anywhere, but that, I'll tonight it'll be up. That being said, um, yeah, check it out if if, if you like our podcast. Um, if you like Selena's, just listen to the first Friday episode and jump on that shit. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, let's can we hear a poem now? As we're yeah, saying that, and, uh, but let me. Before we do that, let me also remind people where to get a hold of us and all that because I've noticed we've kind of get, gotten away from that. So, uh, yeah, we, SalinasUnderground.com is where we would like to direct everybody. And that is our homepage. Yeah. That is our home page. You want to find anything about us, that's the website. Yeah, to. everything that's connected there, that's all where our blog is and everything. Um, other than that, Facebook, Salinas Underground, um, yeah, we're, we're there. That That's... That's a huge one. We're we're pretty active on that. Yeah, there you and go. And we've gotten a lot better. That pictures, man. Those pictures that we took of the dude working oh, yeah. out there. I, I they people. I they it got the recognition that I that I had hoped for. Awesome. They're I busting their ass, and it's like, dude, that's Selena's for you. Um, but yeah, so Facebook Selena's Underground, on Twitter at Selena's Podcast, and Instagram also at Selena's Podcast. And yeah, we're active on all of them. You know, uh, Underground podcast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of us that way. Uh, come to the public house. We're, we're always here at the public house. That's a good, another good way to get a hold of us. We're always looking for people to come on. It doesn't matter what, what you are, what you do. If you're from Salinas, if you, if you have a story to tell, come tell it on this. You know, come tell it here. Come tell it with us. And that being out there. said, next week our special guest, guests are actually going to be um, sick. I can't pronounce it. I still Ciclovia. Pronounce it. And we're going to be recording uh, at Mi Tierra. Yeah. Right next door. So if you know where the public house is at, if you know where the public house is at, it's right next door. Just come on through. It's um, 127 Main Street. I don't know which one of the two it is, but one of these two is 127 <laughs> Main Street. There you go. But yeah, and that's awesome. And I'm excited about that because, well, we're going to do it at Mi Tierra because, well, this is the public house is obviously a bar. And so it's 21 and over. And a lot of the people that are putting together Ciclovia, which is, if nobody's heard about it, is... Now, November 1st, they're going to shut down a two-and-a-half-mile section of Alisal from downtown Salinas all the way to Sanborn. And it's going to be shut down to cars, but it's going to be open to anybody who wants to ride bikes, rollerblades, skateboard, whatever. There's going to be vendors. There's a bunch of stuff. It's a, it's a really cool event. It's the second year. But it's the organizing committee is, is a bunch of high school kids, a bunch of teenagers. I was at the city council meeting, and it was, it was a, bunch of, a bunch of high school kids. And they're like, what the hell? Like... They're going up, you know, at a city council meeting in front of the mayor and the, the council members and the managers and other, you know, citizens, and they're speaking on this, you know, and they were very well spoken, so they were they agreed to be on the show. So yeah, next week they'll be our guests. Yeah, we'll get way more into it next week. But yeah, that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that that I mean, it's a great event. It's it's a different thing of for Salinas. It, it, it's an awesome event that the whole community should get behind and. It definitely needs more support, and and these kids are gonna blow your freaking mind. Like, I I felt old because I was like a 
like, oh, wow, <laughs> these children are like, oh, like, I'm so proud of them. They're so smart, you know, and it was like, they, they were really well spoken. It was surprising. I was like, dude, I wish, like, they would have been my friends in high school. Like, I wish I would have known you people, you know, instead of you two people. <laughs> How the, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, well, that, that's next week. And, uh, yeah, so find us on social media and tune in next week and tune in every other week. Cause hopefully tune we're in getting forever. Better. Yeah, because uh, hopefully we bring in interesting people and hopefully we're getting better. Yep. But without further ado, let's hear some poetry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Monique's going to do some. So this is live right here, too, off her iPhone. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Yeah, Let that up for a minute. <laughs> no, that's really amazing, though, um, that you know these kids are putting these things together for the community. Yeah. Like, I'm so happy that you guys are informing us all about that. Exactly. See, that, that's the thing is that doc, Taqueria gets robbed. It's in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You get a group of 20 high school kids together to put a, a whole community event together, mm-hmm. and it's like, dead you know you see a couple flyers around town it's like no this should be in the front page mm-hmm. their marketing department needs to jump on it californian man the herald damn it <laughs> us it's tough, it's tough. They're, they yeah, have to yeah. try to make a profit well we don't no. okay make that a poem sense. about that that's yeah, yeah go for it go for it <laughs> anyway go uh here we go with the poem Kind of has a little bit of the cityscape. Um, I grew up on, uh, you know, where the Chinese cemetery is on Natividad, the Lakeview apartments there. Yeah. So yeah. that's just kind of about. It's a um, rough neighborhood. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How are you so Copacabana? That's all I had to say. <laughs> you didn't grow up in Chinatown. That's what but I. That's a, that's a pretty, it's, it's amazing how that's like because again you cross to like the same Brenton, Brendan neighborhood by Mount, Mount Madonna or whatever that mm-hmm. church is and it's like so nice and suburban, and then you call you go to the, you know the La Posada and all the apartment side. It's such a different neighborhood. Yeah, but like you were saying, sometimes I mean if you feel familiar in a place, it'll feel safer yeah, than what yeah, it's home. Uh, people stereotypically think of as being safe or unsafe. Um, but this one is about that, if I can find it. Oh. Um, Get off memory. <laughs> I mean, it's got a little bit of Spanish in it, but it's mostly English. Go ahead. What's it called? Uh, it's called El Panteón on Natividad Road. This is so funny. We used to be mer people, Grandma would tell me. But when the water left, we decided to stay. That's why we lived at the Lakeview Apartments, where the cement tongue opened slope next to the Chinese cemetery. Over the fence, Grandpa slept in his callejón between my magic place and the shrubs and me. Where's Grandpa, someone would ask, in el panteón. Ahí se va a quedar, someone would say. And in the car, we all laughed together, pressing our foreheads into the dirt. So it's part of like a kind of series, like three poem series about my grandpa and his uh, struggle with alcoholism. And he would hang out a lot in that little alleyway by the Chinese cemetery. That's what I thought was awesome. It's like, dude, if you're from Salinas or lived on the north side for any time, like you can, you can picture it. <laughs> 
Well, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, oh, dude, go there. Wedge, when, well, when you I'll become be... that big famous uh, poet and you like, you get the Nobel Prize in poetry and it's like, oh, she's from Salinas. And they do a tour. They're going to go to that place and then people are going to be like, ah, I get that poem. I can feel it. It's going to be like Kramer, Kramer driving a school bus. And it's going to be your life tour. <laughs> no, but it's so different. Like reading that for you guys who are familiar with, you know, the here, yeah. like the landscape here, then like reading it in New York where like nobody knows what El Panteón on Echeverad Road is. Exactly. And uh, the fact, it overlooks, you know, Car Lake and it's, a, it's really, it's just a beautiful view, but then for it to be like, that's really actually a very tragic thing that, that you write about, you know, about his battle with alcoholism. And again, to be set in such a beautiful setting, it's, it's like, yeah, the contrast. Fuck. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm glad Micro Clouds isn't here. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. No, no Eddie is. will be here whenever he has a chance. Whenever I know he will. I love Eddie. I've known him for a long time. I can say no, and his work is really amazing. Like, I love hearing his work. And, um, like, his lyrics are very, very introspective and very poetic. And he speaks Japanese. That's so like ah, like dude, you could just be like, oh, I wrote this in Japanese, and it's like, dude, you're not, you're saying junk. It just sounds so deep. Anyway, I love you, Eddie. <laughs> but yeah, and he is super talented. That that is very true. And he's he's a, another true rock star. One of those guys that will never get as famous as he should ever be, and that's the way it should be. Because he's our he's our treasure. Yeah. No, I definitely I tell him like I see you kind of being a cult band, like it's something that like a kind of underground cult band. Like it's yeah. not as um, mainstream, but it still has something very like provocative to the ear. Well, there's been only one band that people that we've spoken to that we do this and say oh, we want to do this, we want to do that. There's only been one band or person that they've ever said you have to have this guy on, and it was Micro Clouds and Eddie. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like fuck. First of all, I know him for a long time. We've been wanting to get on, and damn it, he is like, what? Yeah, yeah, he has that following on the streets. <laughs> That's what counts. Yeah, he was really sorry he couldn't be here, but I'm sure. No, I, that's where I, I feel bad because I know how bad he feels. You know, and it's like, dude, chill. And he got somebody, and, I'm, and this is exciting. So yeah, I, yeah, that's I, yeah, so, so uh, not that we were gonna be like, you better be sorry. No, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was completely no, it's okay. okay with it. Yeah, exactly. I was trying, yeah, it's okay. We're, we're, I mean, we, we do this we're on the ground, damn it. We would have done <laughs> yeah, it anyway. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Yeah, um, I, did you guys want me to like finish those other two? I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Can't start and not finish. <laughs> that was my thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Should we split it? All right, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. We'll have a little say. conversation in between both. Yeah, all, all that's the what I was Like, do part two and then talk more smack about it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like a stand-up show with the, the cello in the background. <laughs> in between jokes. Anyway, part part two. Well, is it part one, part two, part three, or could they all be independent? Do they uh, they could all name? be independent, too. They're just all kind of in the same world, like, okay. based on the same characters. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're pretty short. Phone call from Siete Pasos, Mexico, 1972. No tienes miedo, she asked, Grandpa Pues que no ves que soy bien grandote? Si, she answered, Corgi. 
pero los balazos le entran a los grandotes también. 2009. Grandpa Havel's a six, uh, sorry. <laughs> Grandpa Havel's a tall man, six foot two. He used to be wealthy from selling disease. I know I'm no good for you, Tonya, because of the diabetes. I can't serve you like a man anymore. A man is worth more than that, she assures him. Besides, they tell me you've gotten real cute, she grins. Tonya, I'm gonna buy you a house. My grandma rolls her eyes. You're precious. No, I really mean it this time. I've entered the avocado business. I'm doing well. Well, you just behave yourself, okay? He laughs, she smiles, she tugs at the cord, hanging on like this for days. That night, I try to write her another poem, but she cooks inside with a virginal gaze. Uh, yeah, so that one was also like just based on, like, I mean, it's weird, like, hearing about your grandpa's or your grandparents' sex life, like, <laughs> or their non-sex life, sex life, and how it's affected by this history of drug use and like diabetes physical illness but there's still like this kind of sweet young romantic element to it and this might sound completely dumb but this is you wrote this from personal like this is stuff you overheard yeah <laughs> yeah most of my stuff or it takes like pieces of like real uh, conversations and then i'll just try to organize them in a way so that like there's something else i imagine they were being like super passive aggressive and you're just sitting there awkwardly eating no, they're so open about things. Really? My family's very, very, like, there's no boundaries in my family, which is kind of a bad thing, but it makes for great material. <laughs> okay. Um, this is the last one. So let's see. Do it up. Searching, loading. Sorry. <laughs> Well, it's uh, also about my grandpa. I mean, he's just an easy target to write about because, I mean, he has a problem that's very public. Like, everyone can see him. Like, everyone could see that he was homeless. Everyone could see his problem. So, I mean, it's less risky to write about something that's already kind of in the open. Right. I just try to do, do it in a new way. Right. Um, so this is the last one. Grandpa Havel's Toad. I hope it grows back. 10 times longer and 12 times fatter till your strange little stub overflows from your sandals. I'll try not to mind that you ate our pet's goat eyes in front of us. Instead, I'll remember those times you cleansed our soiled bottoms with water hoses. I hope your fists become flowers. I hope your debts are forgotten. I hope you keep finding home, pissing in closets. Perhaps this hospital bed is a blessing. Your first night indoors in months, the first meal you've had with clean hands. I hope your pot belly is full the way your clay mug is always full and drunk and refilled and redrunk. I hope you stop cursing Jesus. I hope grandma forgives you. But perhaps you miss the cold and sleeping on cemetery beds. Perhaps you love your body when it's pressed in the earth of the dead. I, um, well, because my dad's an alcoholic, and <laughs> I fucking, I see that kid thinking those thoughts, you know, I, I've been that kid, I, I, oh, shit, those poems resonate so, so much with me, you have no idea, um, 
That's so cool you're from Salinas. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm so happy. I mean, that means a lot. You seeing that you resonate to that. I, I, and I know my story is not unique in this town. You know, I, I know I'm one of several, and it's it's refreshing. I ah, more people need to hear that. More people like, dude, this is like you've been through that. Look at her. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, I'm a, a good town. You know, I'm, I'm going on to my own. But yeah, it's like, Focus. dude, you you you've dealt with the like what quote-unquote, worst of Salinas. You know, to me, that I would see that as the worst of Salinas. And you somehow found that light, you know, in, in the, all that darkness. And you, you, you know, you got out of that darkness. And you, I don't know, you seem to be in a better place. I have no idea where you are in life right now. But you, you at least were able to, to write it down and express yourself that way. And, and that's amazing because maybe, you know, again, that might give the motivation to somebody out there that thinks that they're losing some kind of battle or something. It's like, no, look, <laughs> you know, there's people here from your town that have figured it out. Well, it's the highest thing I could hope for. And it is such a cliche story. It feels like so, it feels kind of like jaded to write about those things or talk about those things because they're so familiar. That's like everybody's uncle or grandpa or yeah. dad or stepdad. But no one talks about it. You yeah. wrote something about it. That is that is a huge difference. That that is. And true. it's hard to talk about because it's like, oh, well, this person like beat the crap out of someone I know and love, but then they're like really sweet and like they wiped my butt when I was a kid and like they, you know, they helped me when I was sick. So it's like complicated, yeah. like to get in that space of human relationships. Like there's, like it's more complicated than just oh he's an abusive alcoholic. Or, in a sense, it's uh, I can't think of the damn word. You're 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 just. You're, you're letting it out, you know. You're, you're, well, that's exactly what. Oh, catharsis. <laughs> She's expressing it in a different then, way. Yeah, like, yeah, you, you may have, you know, him as this good person, but you, everyone, everyone, even my brother here, like, I got shit to bitch about. You know, <laughs> I could fucking write books about you, motherfucker. Not the you point. <laughs> but yeah, um, right. like, th- this is you just like letting it all out, you know, in a sense. Well, did did it help? No. Did you write it for that reason, or did it help you with that? Or, you know, I don't know how, again, how your relationship ever was, but did it fix anything in the relationship, or did it, you know, help you, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that you could write it down, or, or is it just, oh, okay. Yeah. So it is like therapy for you. Um, I mean, I never thought of it as therapy, but uh, it was just something, like, you know, I kind of started writing poems before I knew that they were poems, like yeah. just things on the margins, and it wasn't until, like, other people saw them, and was like, oh, that's a great poem. It's like, what? I wasn't trying to write. <laughs> but, yeah. but um yeah i mean like i have one poem about my grandma when she was in mexico like taking trash which is what she called the viñera to try and get extra change and so i wrote about her picking from the dead and I, when i finished writing it i realized this is about me like i'm picking from the dead like i'm picking from my family's dead history and their past experiences to try to save myself to try and reconceptualize it and recreate it in a way that's more I don't know, more integrated, or that makes more sense, or more magical, or more yeah. redeeming, or more beautiful to me. That's, I don't know. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I just want to say agreed. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I this is this is catching me off guard a bit. And it's like, yeah, fuck that. No, I'm still okay. Um, yeah. Oh, this is fuck. Everybody, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay Facebook to boost this episode. More people need to know about you. I'm sorry about that, but I'm, I'm showing For you For a up. shy person, you're about to 
No. Like, well, get over it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, uh, well, you're a substitute teacher now, but do you have plans? Of, uh, I don't know if I've asked this. Maybe I'm going to ask it in a different form. But do you have plans of coming out with books or, or being known for your poetry? Is, I, is that your ultimate goal? I mean, since I graduated, I haven't been writing a lot of poetry, sadly. But it is something that I feel is a very strong part of who I am and what makes my life function. And it is something that I want. Like, I feel like I owe it to myself and like to my family to just record these experiences and like the way I perceive them. Like that's something really important for me to do at some point in my lifetime. But right now I'm I'm focusing more on trying to develop other areas in my life. And, yeah. Uh, one of my teachers at Sarah Lawrence, Suzanne Gardiner, said, "Every poet has a dead artist or a dead musician buried inside of them." So I've like been trying to um, like take these art classes and music classes and like hopefully pursue an and one of those because it's something that I, I feel helps my poetic creative life too. MFA's Masters of Fine Art correct okay. yeah and that's like in any performative thing like there are MFA's in singing and painting and different kinds of creative writing so yeah. it's like the terminal degree so it's like the highest degree you can get in anything like that you perform like there's some in dance um, Masters in Dance yeah <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that these things exist and, like, people, silly, idealistic people like me pay so much money and invest so much time to do that. But, I mean, it's the one time you get to pursue your passion and your art with, like, experts in the in the field. Like, like well, like, I got to work with the Poet Laureate of New York. Like, she looked at my poems and, like, helped me make them better and how to improve myself, which, I mean, helped me improve as a person, too. Like, if I hadn't gone through that, I never would have had that kind of mentorship. Yeah. And, well, I kind of want to go back to the Selena's thing. Because, um, again, you obviously have this thirst for knowledge and you want to be kind of stimulated mentally. Do you ever feel there's a, uh, or kind of have a lack of that around here? Like, do you think it, do you ever think you're not pushed mentally or around here? You know, sadly, I really do. I mean, yeah. after living in Madrid and in New York, I mean, I was born and raised here and yeah. I spent most of my life here, but coming back, I mean, it really dawned on me how uh, limited we are in these resources. We don't have as much access to things like big musical events or money what is are a really talking big about? We got John Steinberg. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I mean, we have you guys. Like, this is huge. I mean, you guys putting this together and increasing awareness about the art community here, that's super important and it's so healthy for our community. Like, a lot of people leave because they don't know about it. And yeah. I mean, it's not until now that I'm coming back and hearing about these things. And it's like there's like you, like artists and uh, musicians and thinkers, writers. Like they have a family here. They just haven't tapped into it. They don't know about it. Yeah, exactly. That that's also a big reason what pushed us. We, we felt we weren't ready when we started doing this. But it's like we can't wait till we're ready. You mm -hmm. know, Salinas needs this now. You know, like they'll come along. Like you know. We're from here. People will keep listening to us. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, because there really is all this talent. And yeah, and I, I felt like we have to go now because, you know, this mm -hmm. week that we wait is that week that that person like you or something just, well, I'm going to have to, I got to try this somewhere else. You know, I have to go to San Jose or at least, you know, Los Angeles or something, <laughs> you know. Anyway, yeah, and, and I, I hate that because I, I meet people here at, at the public house so often. It's like, I want to be extra nice to these people because I want to make sure they get the experience that they makes them want to stay in this town, and because I, I like this town so much and I and uh, I believe in it. And, yeah, but and yeah, and, 
Well, no, it's unfortunate to hear that, that you know, again, you are, are struggling for that. But, yeah, hopefully we can change that. Hopefully, no, we hopefully, can. Yeah. Like, with things like this and, you know, listening to each other, talking to each other, um, you know, supporting each other. That's how we create these communities. Like, that's how we build on our home. Exactly. Because next time you feel you do hear something negative about Selena's, you have this to contrast it. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. Oh, another 26-year-old committed a crime. Well, this 26-year-old got her master's degree, you know, and she's back here, and she writes about where she's from, and you'll you can you know you'll get you'll get feeling from it. I, I don't know. I'm still tripping out. Too much. It's like a sitcom. Like the news is all about the drama, and you coming back didn't create that buzz, so you're not on the news. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm worthy of being on the news. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, we I don't just know, had it's this. Like, oh, Monique's back, everybody. We just had breaking this whole news thing about Forbes. I don't know if we've talked about it because I'm bad with that. But well, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it showcased that we don't have education, education, but the educated yeah. people are not. You know, that's what, yeah, okay. okay I, there the you way go. we get those things on the news is by like people like us. That's exactly. the drama Crazy. that they created. They, like everyone's upset now. How much shit was there on Facebook about the whole? Oh, whoa. Fuck but that's you. all arguing. You know, why don't you do something? That to me, like a city council member should have gone out and found you. You know, said, "Hey, look, this is just a citizen. She's not a girl that's on a committee or some, you know, well, no offense, but not some active member." You know, in City Hall, it's just this person. And this person just happens to have a master's degree. It's like, this is Selena. You see, you know, like, you see, like, like yeah, you're going to hear about the sensational stuff that, like, the oh, there's no degree. are right, but this is your story, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, again, if you think about it, our thing is harvesting vegetables. <laughs> you don't need a high school degree to harvest vegetables. Therefore, it only makes sense that a majority of the, or not even a majority, but a good proportion of the people that live here aren't going to be educated. So it doesn't doesn't mean that the rest of the town is dumb. Yeah. It's just numbers, you know, they're just numbers. That makes a really unique experience here, people with, like, this huge bicultural experience. Most people who talk about having a bicultural background are in a community where that's not common. But here, that is the norm. Like, most people have parents who came from, or grandparents, like in my case, or great-grandparents that came from Mexico and, and probably started out working in the fields. And that being the norm makes this really weird environment where, where, like, we all feel like it's super normal in the world because it's normal here, but it's not. It's, and, I, you yeah, know, like... I, I took I, off <laughs> for a while, so I'll believe you. <laughs> well, no, ah, it just makes perfect sense. But, the truth. Yeah, exactly. well, and also like Free the illiteracy system. thing. No, the illiteracy thing. A lot of it is because of the elderly population that first came. Like my grandfather, he couldn't write his name. He didn't know how to write his name. He wrote an X when he had to sign legal documents. Yeah. And you know, I worked at the hospital for a while in the ER, and people had to sign contracts saying, you know, I'm not going to sue the doctors for treating me, basically. And a lot of them couldn't write their names. They had to write an X. And a lot of them were older immigrant people. So that I mean that accounts for I think a lot of the uh, that statistic that number like not us like not the young people yeah exactly and and yeah it, it, 
it's it's numbers. You know, back then the families were a lot bigger, and so again the numbers are skewed. And it's not uncommon if you look at the history of immigration in this country. If you look, you know, with the Irish and the Chinese and the Japanese and how all they've been treated. You know, the first generation gets here, they don't, they stick to their home culture. They don't speak the language, and they get mistreated and taken advantage of. And then their kids learn, you know, the language and start doing that. And eventually, now nobody, you know, nobody looks at the Irish community in this country like, you guys got to figure your shit out. It's like, no, it's just, hey, that's Steve McNeil, you know. He's just a guy. <laughs> and and we're just, we just happen to be going through that phase of where that first or second generation that was born here. We're, we're figuring out this culture mm-hmm. while also trying to keep our, you know, the the culture that our whole family is known for the, their whole being mm-hmm. intact. And it's tough. So give us a break, world. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. It's hard being, hard being Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's just hard being human. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it is different. That's another thing. It's like, why argue amongst ourselves? Why, like, in Salinas, oh, you do this, you do that. Like, dude, shut up. We both struggle. You... You're thinking about paying your rent as much as I am, you know, like, you're, we're not different. That's what I want to say. Like, we all have our own story. 9-11, like, here's some controversy. Everyone would always say each one of them had Who their own story. Who brought up 9-11 yeah, out of nowhere? <laughs> what no, the hell? No. Well, contact, We're just going, we're just going. Like, right. like we, all, we all have our own <laughs> shit to deal with. We all have our own story. You went to New York. We're here. The whole thing about 9-11 was, like, when it first yeah, happened... Make 9-11 happen, bro. When it first <laughs> happened, like, the biggest thing on the news was that each one of them, they had their own story, and now they're all dead. That's just yeah, being so, like, very straight in, up about it. But. So people who are in, like, really big, successful cities like yeah. New York also have their problems, but which aren't really, like, the Salinas problems. But She's getting it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, okay, I get that now, too, but, wow, that's dark. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, valid. <laughs> completely valid yeah. no yeah it's true you think you might have it hard but everybody else does too read a child called it when i read a child called it no man i don't about that book you never, yeah it was about, uh, is that about the clown that like kills all the kids no no <laughs> no that that's like a fairy tale compared to this book <laughs> it, is, that, it is a yeah, fairy tale it's uh it's a story of a kid that was adopted into a family that mistreated him very, very Spoilers, bad. man. What the hell? <laughs> it's like three books. That's the gist of it. I'm not even telling you about the making him swallow bleach or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you have to read that on your own. That's like when, fuck, when I would feel like the world was terrible and like everything, everybody hated me and that, I would just read a chapter in that book and I'd be like, whoa, <laughs> I've got it pretty fucking good. And that's the story of Baldo growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call it. Read it. Dude, yeah. That's on my bucket list. <laughs> it's a good book. Um, do you know, because I'm now going with the psychology thing and all that, because I like, uh, have you heard about Albert Camus, the philosopher? Um, it's not, it doesn't sound familiar. What do you know? Tell me, though. It's Educate philosophy. Me. Well, no, because I really like a book. of it. He has this, uh, his philosophy is the... Um, I think it's called determinism, oh, where yeah. everything is already set. Like you, you essentially don't have free will. It doesn't matter what you do in in life. 
the universe like, it doesn't care about you you know <laughs> you can you can think that you're important and all this but ultimately the the good stuff is going to happen because it's just mm-hmm. meant to happen and uh, he has a book called the stranger and i was wondering if, if you were familiar with that book I'm trying to remember why, oh my god, I completely lost why I What was up. the point? I don't know what the point of determinism was. In psychology. Okay, I don't know. I'm just trying to seem smart in front of somebody that's way smarter than me. <laughs> no offense again. That, that, that's all but I got. more educated. I didn't that's, know that that That's all I got. Okay, yeah, there you go. I'm the master's person. I'm going to go back and listen and be like, ah, that's what I was talking about. Anyway, next topic, because I completely, yeah, you don't know that book. Why was I talking about that? <laughs> Unimportant. Um, Selena's deal. Well, determinism and, like, Selena. Let's go back to 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You threw me off. Yeah, you brought up 9-11, and I was like, he got, he went deep. I got to go. I, gotta, I, ha- I have to go even deeper. What? I got I to go. This ain't the Matrix. Let it go on. <laughs> I don't know. I felt challenged, though. That's all I got to say. My uh, boys will be boys came out. Like, oh, what? I'm faster than you. <laughs> I don't know race. what that is. I'm thinking boys to men. What the fuck? Boys will be boys. No, because you never get that competitive thing where you're like eating and then you see, you notice somebody eating and then you start eating faster and they start eating faster and you're like, oh, what? You want to race? I'm an adult, so no. <laughs> I haven't done that shit since I was. I always I hate losing. I don't care what it is. I hate Are you losing. kidding? Like nowadays, I don't like, know what it is. If it's dude, if it's I, I don't like to lose. It's just competitive nature. So, right? Yeah. When I, when I did management at the warehouse, it's like, oh, you're working faster than me. That's nice. Let's just get it done. No, that's that's over. Not me. Man. I'm not. I'm not a sports guy. Not me. Maybe it's because you're a sports guy. I'm over yeah, that, yeah. dude. I'm way over that. I can't. No, I can't do that. If you're doing it faster than me, I have to do it faster than you. If you did 12 push-ups, I have to do 13. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I just, I have to win. That's a, it's the American. At one point, I'll be like, well, you're six. I have fun, fucker. Dude, no, that's, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you did more than half is where I'm going with that. I don't know what the Dude, I played like 13 games of FIFA in a row against the same team because they, I couldn't beat them. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I, I, I need to win. We are, I, this is, Crazy train going off the rails. You know the song. Um, let's bring it together. We're we're here interviewing a person. Um, well, is your plan to stay in Selena's long term here, or, or is oh, you're a substitute uh, teacher, yeah. which uh, I mean, it's a pretty transferable job. You know, you could be a substitute teacher a lot of places, mm-hmm. but ultimately, is it? Do you want to do it here? Um, at this point, I'm really not sure. I'm going to be here for a while, but I don't know if, uh, if long-term is my plan. At this um, like I said, I want I might want to go back to school for other things, and that depends on where I would get in. So, I mean, I definitely like traveling and seeing new things. But I would like to have more opportunities to do that. But, I mean, Salinas is always going to be my home. Like, it's, all, it's where my family is. And if anything, that's a reason to come back. When you lived out of Salinas, when you lived in Davis, when you lived in New York, whenever you, whenever you'd bring up Salinas, would you still call it home? Um. Like you'd be like, oh wow, I I can't wait to go home, and then like Thanksgiving came up, and you'd be in Salinas. I mean, yeah, I mean it is is home, but I mean also I think it's hard to get attached to 
places. You know, I think that people make home more than a place. So, I mean, I had people I cared about in New York and, and you know, in Davis, and they made it home there. But I also always had, like, my family who I cared about here, which always kept this a very strong home base. So, I mean, in that way, I felt lucky to have more than one home to go to. Like, even still now, if I want to run away somewhere and I have, you know, friends in Portland and in New York and in Madrid that I could you go can, to. <laughs> right? Yeah, that yeah. I could like, they have, like, I get that. Yeah, and we'll see that That's that awesome. means a lot. Again, if you're, if you're born and raised in Salinas and you never left it and you, you know, it's just a, it might be a small problem or a temporary problem but you're forced to deal with it here, you might not get to deal with it, you know, as you want but like you just said, it's, you know, if you go out and meet people in the world, you can go out there and say, hey, you know what, go to Portland for a week or I'm going to Madrid for a week. And, you know, it'll let you think that through. Mm-hmm. So you come back, you'll be a better person and make yeah. this a better city. And it's good to um, to step away from home sometimes, I think, because it makes you see it in a different way. And where is home? Well, right now, home is home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the place that made you. Yeah, well, you could. that's one thing I say, is that you could only have one hometown. Mm-hmm. You could change your name. You can... Change your date of birth. Damn it! That okay, good. I, only if you're in the witness I, I protection can, yeah. program. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, because <laughs> you can only be from one place. You know, you can, like, where were you born? No, that's where you're from. You know, oh no, I was raised in Michigan. Yeah, but where were you born? This is like that's our argument about what the hell is his name? He just died. The comedian, Robin Williams. Like, I, he, he brought up the point that he's from San Francisco. But I had Googled him, and I was like, no, he's from, what was he, Cleveland or Chicago? I don't remember, and I don't care. (laughs) Point being, he's straight up San Francisco. He's lived there for so long. Everyone knows he's from San Francisco. He's a San Franciscanian. I don't know how to say that. San Francisco. (laughs) Really? Or pretentious? (laughs) Here, let's get our audience involved. What do you call a Selena citizen? Is it a Selenian or make up your own? We need to come up with a thing. Because it, oh, it would I'm be Selenian, right? Because we're from Selena. I don't like that. So it makes us sound like lizard people. Yeah, it does. Selenian. Run this one called Mutants Selenian. already. I don't like Selenian. it. It doesn't sound right. I don't like it. Selenian? No, that's Selenian. the same shit. Like, nah, we need like our own word. Like, no, like something cool. Like we're like, uh, I don't know. I want to say a word, but it's going to be ridiculous. Is All right, check this out. Like you we're go, ponchos. You go to... What? You go to Miami. And and they say, oh, where are you from? Or, or what the fuck are you? And you go, I'm a... Insert blank. Because the coolest shit you can say and that... Puro college you went to, was it in New York City or in, just in the... New York State. Sorry, what was that? The college you went to, was it in New York City? or? In oh, it was um, a little bit north of New York City, okay. so I would get to go there often. Yeah, and then if you're from New York, you're a New Yorker. And that just sounds cool, you know? Like, I'm a New yeah, Yorker. Well, that was an interesting question there, too. Most people who uh, lived there weren't there permanently. Most people were passing through, or like in school, or had come from somewhere else. So it was it's a very uprooted place, and it seems like a really sad place to be poor or to be old. Because it's a lot of, um, like, it's a very expensive city to live in. And most people are young, and it's bustling, and everyone, like, has all these ambitions and is trying to get famous and is super talented. So, like, the question of, like, are you a New Yorker was, like, 
kind of ambiguous there. Like, what does that mean? And then the people who were from there would get very offended. There was a big pride in being a true New Yorker. And I mean, that's a question here too. Like, our, like we were talking about generational differences. Like, what about our like, you know, my grandparents or like uh, immigrant families who came from other countries and they spend years and years here. So, does this become home? Do they are they classified as some citizens? <laughs> Well, yeah, because well, and it's funny. Oh, around here, more than likely. Yeah. So. Well, no, I find that culture thing funny because there's people that would, like, again, from because, I mean, I'm again, I'm always dressed business casual, and I like business, and I like that part of it, and like, there's people that have called that call me whitewashed. You're like, oh, you're just trying to be white, you know, and I could see them again saying the same thing for you. It's like, look at her, she went to college and she speaks says fancy words, but like. I mean, Dude, what the fuck? Like, what does that mean? That's really offensive that, like, being educated is considered a white thing. That, like, exactly. Like, there are people in Mexico who are very, very educated and very eloquent in more than one language. That, that really is more about our culture, though. That, that, that's the whole Mexican-American thing. Like, as, like yeah, if you what talk is to your white that? friends, that's okay. If you talk to your black friends, they don't care. But, like, last generation, like, our parents, not, not necessarily our parents. But, yeah, last generation, even our generation would be like, oh, you went to college, what the fuck? You think you're better than me? Yeah. I think that's this whole, I don't want to say cholo mentality, but pretty But much. it really is, and, and you actually made a good point. It's not a Mexican, it's a Mexican-American thing. It's a Chicano thing. What the fuck is that? Why, like I said earlier, why can't we have, like, we can't have a Mexican-American thing. Like, who's the great Mexican-American thinker, you know? We can actually name a couple of good, pretty good Mexican-American comedians. Cesar Chavez, you know, Cesar Chavez is known as an activist. He, I, he can get more people to support this. him, but he like people don't quote Cesar Chavez other than that like, wasn't what, a serious answer. Or that wasn't a serious answer. I was gonna be like, I just can't think of the guy's name. Um, who the fuck plays and the Watchtower? Well, Carlos Santana? No, fuck no. He's black. <laughs> I'm thinking about the black guy. Oh, you're Hendrix. Yeah, I was gonna say Hendrix. Hendrix. I was just gonna spout random names and fuck that whole thing up that I fucked it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, what are you going with? I'm sorry. I'm confused as to where you were going. Because you're saying, um, what were you saying? I forgot already. I'll say there's no great Mexican American thing. Well, there. Uh, well, there is. There's no. There's no famous. one we can quote. There's no one. Yeah. There's no one famous. I was saying Chavez, Hendrix. Well, just I mean, random people. That was my whole joke. I fuck, I fuck it up. I'm there's sorry. a Dominican American writer called uh, Juno Diaz. He actually was a speaker, uh, I think, at Santa Cruz. You see Santa Cruz like last summer or something. Um, and he writes a lot. I mean, uh, having grown up in Salinas, he wrote about a lot of subjects that were very relatable. Um, like he wrote about his mom. Juno Diaz. Juno Diaz. So. Well, yeah, and that's actually another thing too. Is that like the Latino community also like we have to get together. That's something. That's another thing too. You know, if Dominicans and Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and Cubans and pretty much anybody that was invaded by by Spain, <laughs> you know, within the last five hundred years, um, yeah, if we kind of form this united front, that is true because we do. Uh, again, even though it is different cultures, we being again the, the common language, I guess somehow it, it, it forces us. Through, go through the same experiences. And there's a lot of overlap. And I'm trying to remember another one. There was this play. What's that theater called? The Teatro Campesino. Campesino? 
Yeah. Who's did you guys this? Hear? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Like, I, my mom went to one of his, uh, I guess he had like a, a kind of talk or conference or something, and he was talking about his experiences growing up, and um, uh, he told this story, I guess, about, I mean, my mom was telling me about how there was a contest where, um, like, whoever in class was best behaved got to win a truck, and so What's this kid, that? yeah, I don't <laughs> Well, it was like a motivator for them to behave. Like I guess. every class. Or no, what the it was just the Luis Valdez's class. So one student would get picked at the end of the year to uh, win this truck, and so he was like, "I'm going to be the best behaved student." And all the other kids were really wild and crazy. And then there was this one Anglo-Saxon kid who was uh, especially wild. And no, oh, no way that Travis was going to get the truck. So he was like super well behaved, like always in his seat. And at the end of the year, they give out the truck, and it's to that Anglo-Saxon kid, like the white kid. And then he asked the teacher, teacher, like, why, why did you give it to him? He's so bad. And the teacher told him, well, you know what? I hate to tell you this when you're so young, but there's a reality you have to understand. His dad owns a farm, and he's probably going to grow up to own a farm. And you, your parents work on a farm, and you're probably going to grow up to work on a farm. So that's why he got the truck, and you didn't. And then he was like, no, like, I'm going to make my own truck. So he goes to this wood shop and makes this truck. Like, he asked his grandpa, like, oh, can I have some tools? Can I have uh, some wood, some materials? And, like, all night he's building his truck. And that was, like, a symbol saying, like, no one's going to create my destiny for me. Like, I have to create that. And, you know, coming from this background, like, that was a very moving story for me. And, you know, that's a great thinker, a yeah, great Mexican-American thinker. This is a thinker. super modern fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> well, Zutsu yeah. was in Broadway. You know? I, I mean, it relates a, here, mm -hmm. but ultimately, wait. So this is this a, a, a nonfiction story? Yeah, it was, he was talking okay, about his own experience. Okay. I don't. Again, it sounds like a fairy tale. Like what? <laughs> yeah, and then she told me about this other story he told, where he was like, "It's um, like Sleeping Beauty is real. <laughs> Cinderella's shoe, really." No, and I, I, I think it's it can be if we make it that yeah. way. Yeah, well, again, what was that? I want to hear that story. Oh, the other story? So, um, oh, no, no, no. They're, they're really, really interesting stories. Oh, yeah, um, So then Luis Valdez is in uh, middle school, I think, and he says how he gets bullied by these cholo zoot suitor kids, and they're like, hey, we're going to beat you up. And he's like, no, don't beat me up because I'm going to grow up and I'm going to be a lawyer. And... If you get into jail, how am I going to defend you if you beat me up? And he's like, oh, you're right. You're right. He's like, hey, nobody mess with him. He's my lawyer. <laughs> and then one of the kids who was bullying him was Cece, who grew up to be Cesar Chavez. So, like. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean. What? <laughs> that's what Luis Valdez said. So, okay, you already hear, folks. Cesar Chavez was a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> and we call him Cece. <laughs> Cece. Not we, they. No, but like even know. he had that background, and look how he. Well, had, kids, you know, kids will be kids. But well, no, we were. But he used that like energy and that anger and that fire to help his community and try to make things better. When you use that inflection right now, when you said he's my lawyer, did you copy <laughs> what they told you? Well, it was a secondhand story. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, because. I remember I saw Zoot Suit at El Teatro Campesino, and actually, the, the day I got to see it, Luis Valdez played one of the characters. Oh. So I was like, yeah, I still have That's a poster amazing. sign, and I was like, ah. <laughs> and um, so 
But at the end, after, you know, because they have that. Have you, do you guys know Zoot Suit? Are you familiar with the story? No. I've never Wait, seen the what? movie. I've never read the I've book, but I know what a Zoot Suit is. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I, How yeah, about you give us a synopsis? Yeah, about the story where the guys get arrested and they get stuck in their zoot suits because white people are assholes. Were? Well, were assholes. I'm sorry. <laughs> in World War II... <laughs> this might be the same story. Go ahead. In World War II, the United States government rationed a lot of materials. One of the materials it rationed was jean material because it needed it for the war effort to make uniforms. So, in Los Angeles at the style... Or the, the style at the time that the Mexican-American uh, kids wore were the zoot suits. And zoot suits were really baggy. They, the cuffs met at the bottom, at the ankle, but they were really baggy. And so they used a lot of material. So that c- caused a lot of problems with the military because there's a, a San Diego is a major Navy area. So they would all go party in downtown L.A., which would lead to a lot of fights. And, uh, I mean, if you look up the Zoot Suit Riots, it's not just a song. I always forget yeah. that San Diego is so close to L.A. Like, well, two back hours then, drive and you're, you're, you're fucking, you're down to party. Well, back there, there man, back then it was probably like a you know 20-minute trolley ride or something, you know? No, not, no, but, not, I, I know they're close, but not that, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're that close. It's just the traffic. There's like 40 miles in between them. But anyway, so the Luis Valdez story, the um, Zoot Suit, there's a, all the zoot suiters throw a party at an empty lake bed, and white people show up, and there's a fight, somebody dies, they, they go and arrest the main gang leaders, or the leaders of the, the barrio, that's again where that term comes in a lot. Um, so they arrest these guys, and the story is how these guys are falsely accused. Again, the, the cops just got Mexicans, and said, these guys were the, were the killers, you have to deal with it. And it's the whole story of them going to San Quentin and getting a lawyer and all that. And long story short, the, they, they get out, but they get out, uh, the mom makes albondigas at the end. And, and the mom's like, oh, yeah, like, come over and, you know, come and eat. And she invites the lawyer, who's a white guy. So she invites him to come eat. And the, the zoot suitor's lawyer. Yeah. All right. The zoot suitor's lawyer. And the younger brother, thinking he's all like super protected, he's like, he's just like, oh yeah, yeah, come on in, and he like looks at looks outside his house to like the whole neighborhood, he's like this is my lawyer, but he said it in the way you said it, and I was like, dude, I wonder if that is that part. You know? Again, well, you you had experiences that you turned into poems later in life, you know, that could be an experience that he turned. You into. could write a poem. Whoa. I've asked you that twice already. I just thought about it. It's I'm a sorry. coffee table book. <laughs> yeah. In the well, shape of a coffee table. Yeah. You know what that is? Oh, I was hoping you would like that. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what Seinfeld? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Well, let, okay. No. Okay. Well, let's, uh, we, we've gotten all, all the cool, real, serious, you know, stuff out of the way. So let, let's figure you out as a person. So, uh, uh person, no, for yeah. a shy person. You're, yeah, you're, well, you're 26. You're, you're, you're our you're generation. You're on the grid now. You yeah. have a Facebook. <laughs> no, you're, you're our generation, you know, so you, I would assume you could, you would, you know, I'm going to judge you based on what you know right now. Pretty much. Oh my. So, um, so, okay, no Seinfeld, so strike one. You don't know what Seinfeld is? I know. At all. I know. Of course, she knows what Seinfeld. <laughs> she went to college in New no, York. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Uh, well, you gotta explain what the what the what the coffee book table is. Like, 
one of the characters who wants to, to create we'll a coffee table app. in the shape of a coffee table. Yeah, a book, a coffee table book in the shape of a coffee table. It's oh, like, oh, and you, it, you, and you it's about no, 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 no. You have a coffee table, and then like coffee tables have coffee table books, right? This guy wants to create a coffee table book with like little legs. So it stands up like another coffee oh. table. And it's about <laughs> coffee tables. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, and it works. So that's, that's, so that's how no Seinfeld works. No Seinfeld. Uh, the Simpsons. I was going to bring that up. No Simpsons. Friends? Did you own a television growing up at all? Uh, and then you did you play Nintendo? It's not, yeah, it's PlayStation the, One. It's not it a big deal if PS1. you did it. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> so you were. And did you get it when it came out, or were you? Did you get later? Like, did you buy the original me. PlayStation or a PS One? The original one. Um, See, I got it in Mexico, actually. Los Santos Reyes. I, you know how you have those. Um, Where's your doctor? Santos Reyes, the three wise men. January seventh. Yeah. Seventh. Is it the no the sixth? The sixth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's oh, like, it's a date. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Should know because they like gave a, the gifts to Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. in Mexico when they give you gifts. It's like Mexican Santa Claus. Yeah. I think in in our family That's weird. we do you the gifts <laughs> the big old bread and then like you cut it to pieces yeah. and then you get the baby. <laughs> you got to throw a party. <laughs> La rosca de rey. Yeah. That's not the same thing, right? Yeah. It is okay. Well, La Rosca del Rey, that's, well, the that's Rey how is we do it. The Rey, <laughs> Del Rey. No, the, the Rey is Jesus. <laughs> so you played video games. Oh, that was, man, stop! You get yeah. even cooler. You like you're like the coolest fucking person. So you play video games. What's your favorite? It's um, gonna be a fantasy. What's game a classic? Is a better I, question. I had a few. I mean, I really like the Tekken Three that had just come out, and it was really Are cool. you oh, fighting game. Kitty. Yeah. That's, we're, all right, okay. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, what else? Like the Final Fantasy. Ten? Seven? I don't um, think I got around to seven. I think I got to eight. Seven's a classic to me. I found Eight's it, okay. Is it what's the one with the guy with the scar? Yeah, that's eight. That's eight? <laughs> that's okay. eight. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I. Across his face, not across his eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They like hit each other at the same time. It's fucking stupid, but <laughs> it works for the story. Whatever. <laughs> Here, here's a more telling I got an even deeper more personal and if you went to Alvarez he's going to tell a lot um, during during lunch where did you hang out if you say the library I think I'm going to have to end this, this interview right now. I'm afraid that's like the best answer oh my god you're one of those I mean I have hung out in the library so none of that shit yeah and I, I know you you're a loser Thank me. you. I mean, but was, no, that was... That better was like, answer. No, I have to redeem myself now that I said the library. I have to make it clear that I had friends, kind of. No, but like, you know, the like artsy, nerdy kids who would always be kind of in the back with the portables. Um, what, like the ROTC place? The yeah, other portables. No, that, like on the fence. There, there, there's the portables by the NJROTC out by the parking lot, and then there's the portables on the other end. Like the history The section. ones by the parking lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or like department. I had my best that's friend. I had my French Dude, class, so that's, that's where for no and people that don't know that's like that's the not the Shadowland in, in Lion King, you know, <laughs> where all the the <laughs> elephant forest, the, the elephant graveyard, bro. The, Come the on. fence that she's talking about would be on the other side of that place. Where the bus stop. <laughs> no, high school's like such a tense period. 
it, it, yeah. lies. Like, there's all this it was anxiety tough. about, oh, it, like, it's oh, hardcore. did I say something stupid? Like, do I look stupid? Am I stupid? I, I, not I, that any of that back. matters now. <laughs> if you're in high school and you're listening to us now, just know that you'll get over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not that serious. No, you not You fuckers at all. take it too. Oh, because I do the, I have a soccer <laughs> blog, so I cover the high school. Oh. And it's yeah. like, oh, my God. I, this I've coming... never wanted to punch 16-year-old girls in the face so bad. <laughs> and it's like, dude, why are you so mean to other people? This Stop. From you someone know? who didn't graduate uh, less than 10 years ago. I don't know if I... I Nine years ago. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't been 10 years. Hell no. You You don't know shit until you're at least 23. No. And even then, you've already graduated high school. So it doesn't matter. The only time you start to... We're talking about high school. I'm sticking to high school. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. No, the only time you you start to know shit is when you're aware of how little you do. Yeah, that's the whole... Yeah, like, dude, it sounds dark and blue and deep or whatever, but, like, dude, give up. (laughs) <laughs> like, stop being, dude, even Garfunkel Samuel Jackson gets Gar- eaten are, do you know Garfunkel and Oates that, uh, uh, comedy Oates. musical it, it's group a, it's a duo Ricky oh, they're hilarious how oh, do you know weed card I don't know I it, it, there's, it's, it's two girls it, it, it's a blonde girl and a brunette and they do again what seems like folk songs but they're mm-hmm. the most vulgar have, <laughs> have you ever watched Scrubs Maybe like an episode. Dude, um, she, what's the name of the? Give up with <laughs> raising hope. What about movies? Are you, are you to movies? I like movies. I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to bring up Kate McCucci. She uh, might know Kate McCucci. No, she's hilarious. <laughs> she, God, you're. Sorry. She's gonna go back to that. There's a no television, a, a yellow legal pad, and pens. I'm and gonna like write start down taking all notes. Yeah. yeah, you gotta you gotta catch up in I, in, pop in popular. Culture. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ted Mosby. Yeah, most pop culture. You know what Ted Mosby is? I know what Schmosby is. Well, nah, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you're like you're completely oblivious to all of this. Do you know that the sun goes up every day? Uh, it doesn't go up that. every other Did day. Did you know you can move that rock day. yourself out of your cave? <laughs> Do you know Plato's allegory of the cave? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yay! Philosophy. <laughs> yeah, and that's the one thing. I, um, that. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I heard Plato, I so I assume it's a what toy. Are you, what are you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, philosophize with him, bro. Okay. Anyways. Wait, so then I'm trying You're to figure out. I'm sorry for digging into your social life, but I. What What do you do for fun? And, if you say, like, oh, I go to museums and shit, um, that'd be awesome. Never that. mind. I'm oh, sorry. This is like a courtroom. That was a leading question. That was leading. That was leading. That was leading. Objection. <laughs> I, ob- I object to my <laughs> own question. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you so do your downtime? Let, let me rephrase it. Yes. Um, Here's what, a better question. You spend your time somehow. There's 24 hours in a day. Uh, well, I mean, like. Most of my friends who I made, like the most intimate friendships I made are from That's people quote unquote. outside of... Uh, <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, most of them are not here. So, I mean, when I was like, like there was a period when I lived with um, like three of my best friends. And that was like one of the best times of my life. Like we were all just nerds together. Like we would go to museums together. Like 
read poems to each other or oh like God. draw or like make music together. <laughs> and it was just like, it was amazing. Like, I bet you wrote the lyrics. We all did. They were all writers. Uh, and, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's like the first time I was like, oh, yeah, like there's a, like there are what, people. That's what I wanted to bring up earlier. As a poet, like, what was it? Like, this might sound strange, but when I was in a thrash band, okay, um, the poet of the group, he wrote all the lyrics, and I was the, uh, I, I sang, so um, we would all write music together, and I would just make his poems, and I'm, I'm sorry for calling you out, Tony, but um, yeah, I would just turn his poems into, like, I'd make it fit, I'd rearrange everything, it probably butchered what he originally wrote. But it worked out for the song. Yeah. Ultimately, what I'm trying to say is, as a poet, if you're trying to jump into music, lyrics. I think it would work. <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person to tell me that. Oh, really? Oh, but it's oh, really oh. hard. It's really hard to transfer, though. Because, like really you said, is. a poem and a song is like totally different. Like world. I said, I butchered his shit. So, <laughs> well, yeah, you were, that's you'd... what, to me, uh, going back to your. What's the bathtub poem called? Um... You and your mom in the bathtub. I, I thought it was so awesome when I could, I could feel when you said they're ugly and she was like, and you, I could feel her voice being offended, you know, like <laughs> she didn't want to be mad at you because she understood that you were just a kid, but it really did bother her, you know, like, and I could, I could feel it. But what does it have a name? Um, I've called it a few things. The last title, like on here, I think was like Mermaid, or, but you? then I found out that. That's the name of a movie that Cher was in with Winona Ryder, and I wanted was to. Was it My Little? No, <laughs> uh, can you read it? Just because oh, I'm curious. I don't. Th- I'm sure I've heard it you before, but I never pay attention. Oh. I, now that I'm focused. <laughs> I was great, and, and well, like going with what Cujo's saying here with the lyrics is again. I don't think if anybody else in the world would have read it, I don't think it would have it would have resonated the way it did. I think it would have been like, oh, that's a pretty well-composed poem. But hearing it from you, you know, you're you're able to put the emotion in the exact moment that it needs to be. That. And it kind of puts you in that same moment. You wrote it. it you know what it's about. I, I can rearrange it. It loses its, its, well, its on Friday, I liked on Friday that there was a, a, another guy that did poetry on Friday. And he would take a, a minute before he did the poem and explain where he was in the world, where he came with it, and explain, you know, this is the person that wrote that poem, this is, you know, this is it. So it le- it allowed you kind of to step into that. So it made it easier to visualize it. But with you, you kind of just go go into it. And it, again, the emotion comes through, and that's what helped, again, again, me personally, helps me visualize it. Like, dude, I was, <laughs> as weird as it fucking sounds, and I, and I, I, think everybody's mature enough to realize what I'm talking about. I was in that bathroom looking at you, in, you and your mom in, in the bathtub, you know? I, I was there. I could picture it. I could see it, you know? And, again, and it's because it came from you. Wow. And, uh, but, yeah, and so, again, I, that's what I see. I understand with Cujo, you know, where you could, you could write whatever, but it's just not going to be the same, you know? It has to come from you. I don't know what it is, but whatever you do, it, it, I need to hear it from you. And that's yeah. And if you're willing to do it right now, I don't. Know. Wow, that's yeah, that would be. I could. I. I could. I. Uh, we'll see. Oh, well, thank you very much for saying that. That's very encouraging. That's. I mean, I don't like to read publicly a lot, so that's a good reason to try. Yeah. To well, no. You. You should. You. You should. There's. 
there, I know there's more people out there like me because I don't do this either. This isn't like normal me, you know, mm -hmm. just like, oh, you really resonated with me in my heart. No, I'm doing this partly because of the show and it has to be entertaining, but because it's, dude, it just, it just, you know, like I never have, I, I, I could, I could assume there's people out there like there, but to, to sit there and to hear somebody out there, you know, put themselves in front of the mic, just, it's scary as shit. I, That's I understand what I understand it, and it really helped me here, you know. Like, yeah, you're a very opinionated person. You have so many ideas. Like, and I'm sorry for like focusing over here yeah. with Baldo, but he, he, he. Every week, like, I work with the guy. We work at the same business, and he's always telling me his ideas. He's always telling me his opinion. Salinas is just fucking. I don't know how to say. Um, it's blowing up, you know. Like the news, it's always something bad. Something, something's always going on. Something, it's not always bad. It's not always bad. <laughs> but something's always well, going on. Person. And he always, like, he always has something to say. And for him to be on, on, on the podcast, to be expressing himself, it's, it's just, it's awesome. Again, I don't want to say it's awesome. That's too easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's very passionate. You know, you're a very passionate person. And, and again, and yeah, I literally have, there's other people you can tell that I've complained that, like, dude, I can bitch to you, like I could sit here and complain to you for, but I just, when these mics turn on, I just can't do it, you know. But again, just li you, you know. I know it's difficult for you, but just realize you help you? at least, at the very least, me. And I know it's not just me. The more you get out there, the more people hear what you have to say from you. Do it publicly more often. Overall, yeah. just just do it. You'll get used to it eventually. It just. It's part of you. Eventually, you can just... Well, okay. well that teacher, you, you brought up a teacher a couple times in, in our conversation. Do you still keep in contact with her? Oh, yeah, Shit. I was kind of hoping it would. But, um, uh, well, it, it, yeah, it, it, it still would go with it. But, again, there's people that are going to, you're going to affect that way that are not going to keep in contact with mm -hmm. you. But you just realize that, that you do, you, you know, you did have that effect. Well, that's so encouraging. I mean, you guys were talking about the goal of... Uh, the podcast is to yeah. boost Selena's self-esteem. Exactly. You guys are really boosting my self-esteem <laughs> right now. Boosted ours. You know? yeah. Well, see, that's, yeah, that's what right. it is. We can go at each other. Oh, you want to have a... You want to do poetry. We do this spoken thing. We could we could technically be in competition. You know, it could be like, well, I feel... I Again, I, I, I write. You know, I have a blog and I write for the earthquakes as well. And, and technically, again, it could be like... You know, like we do the same thing, and I wanna, you know, I I wanna squash her. And be the, but when you join together, it's like, dude, you really do bring. Or what is it? Uh, rising tides lift all boats, kind oh, of thing. Like you know, the better you're doing, the better I'm doing, and the better we're all doing. So like, dude, instead of bringing somebody down, praise them like a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know that? Oh, okay. You know Fat Boy Slim? Yeah. Get your head up. No, uh, oh, I lost you. I lost uh, you. So I was like, yeah, there, I found it. I still got the meaning of what Yeah, okay. Uh, I should have not said anything, and you could be like, wow, this guy's really smart. <laughs> <laughs> that was all from me right now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, but definitely, like, there's a camaraderie when, like, you meet other people who write, and other people who are, in, like, passionate about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Get it, this crazy thing. <laughs> no, it, it really, it really helps, and uh, it, yeah. 
again, just, well, I should have waited till after you read it, but just remember, there's going to be, people are going to read this, I mean, listen to this, so they're going to listen to you, so just, Bye. it's not easy to say get over it, <laughs> like, oh, well, I mean, the reason Daniel Voorhees is doing the, the open mic is he does music, mm-hmm. and somebody was like, well, do you share it? No. Mm-hmm. Well, then why do you do music? What's the point of it? Oh, yeah, sure, it makes you feel better. And uh, that's kind of a selfish reason to do it. Mm. You know, so it's mm. like, no, share <laughs> this talent, share whatever you have. And again, I, it's, so far it might only be me, but the more you do it, there's, there's more people out there. Hopefully we can motivate somebody. Oh, shit. Speaking of that, this is going to go into... Um, so anyway, when I, going back to the, the Ciclovia thing we were talking about earlier, I, I, I came across that at a city council meeting. So, um, what? So, at the, I, so it was at a city council meeting that, that happened, and there's a, there's a political writer for the Californian who writes about local politics. And I was hearing some of the stuff that people... The council members were saying, and I was like, "Ah, like, is this is this real? Like, am I only? I don't want to say deducing, but I'm gonna have to because I'm gonna think of the other word. Am I the only one deducing? Uh, you know what I am from their words? And so I go and after the meeting's done, I talk to that political reporter and like, you know, and I tell him, "Oh yeah, we have this podcast or whatever, and we like to focus on positive things and this and that." And I'm not saying that it was because of that or anything or we have that much influence or anyway. But anyway, that was about three weeks ago. Today, the Californian announced they're coming out with a video podcast. I forgot what they're calling it, but it's all about positive stories of Monterey County. Again, it's literally it's literally what we're doing, uh, but it's a video format and it's through them. And it's like... So they just wow. basically stole the idea. Yeah, which I don't mind at all because, again, the imitation is just a serious form of flattery mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like that that kind of validates what we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I hope I right. would hope that they would be like, yes, we are copying you because I don't care. Yeah, you, you have more clout than me. But I you probably just gave the guy the idea and he's like, hey, maybe we should start doing this too, you know. Maybe you inspired him to. Yeah, because, I mean, they're a newspaper. They're already made for it, you know. They're designed yeah. for it. Oh, they have every all the equipment that we have times ten. Yeah. And but th- yeah, when I saw that, I was like, first of all, uh, and then it's like, ah, that's actually cool yeah. though, you know, because, like the grab a beer again, uh, grab a beer and jacket. Look, look up uh, our brothers in arms. We're not the only ones with the only podcast around here. Uh, grab a beer and jacket also does another one on Mondays. They're a lot different than us. <laughs> they're, they're our brother, you know. They're they're our really close friends, but we go a different way. They're they're more mainstream. They're more broad. They 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 talk about everything that's going on around the world in a fucking hilarious way. I mean, they're our friends, so we think they're funnier. But they're 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 funny. You gotta listen to them, and you have to keep up with the Electro's Journal and listen to the podcast. You know what the hell we're talking about. Um, Is that bad? Oh, it's terrible. They call it the drug culture. It, te- yeah, that's that all. You, that's all you need said, to know. Exactly. It's it's terrible. Well, like this pick it on. It, it's oh, shout out to Electro. Oh, he's actually here. He's actually yeah. here right now. But um, yeah, uh, grab a beer and jacket. Look them up. They're they're fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, you know we're all pushing each other. You know, like uh, again, it ties in with you. You opening up pushes me to open up, which 
help. I just be open up to Jeff. A part of that's so weird. Like it's that whole butterfly effect thing, you know? Like seeing you up there ultimately uh, had a part to do with me walking up to him and being able to talk to him, which might have, you know, again pushed him to do this. And it's like, what? Like we're making a difference. You didn't even have a clue. Like you just, you just did your poem. It's a reaction. Yeah, I like that butterfly effect. <laughs> yeah, long story short, we're doing mermaid right now. <laughs> oh, that's right. Whatever it's called. Yeah, hey, I'm back in time. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you have yeah, um, you have to listen to that. So, um Yeah, I guess part of why it's like so embarrassing to read things it's like, "Oh, I'm going to read about my mom's nipples and like my mom in the shower." Like, that's you know, those are very vulnerable I, things. I I when I was there, right after it happened, and when in the recording, I like paid super close attention right after you mentioned the nipple because I was like, "Dude, it, do they see the art or do they just like nipple?" Because <laughs> I'm one of the nipple <laughs> crew, you know. And but people, it there was not a, it, it, they were enthralled, like they were, they were, they were in it. Yeah, because that's like I mean what everyone when they're say? little kids and you know like. I mean, it's weird also, like, my mom being that young, like, and seeing men see her in a very sexualized way and, like, taking, like, just taking baths with her and, yeah. like, seeing her in a very innocent way. Like, it's just such a weird space. Like, it's such a weird yeah, it, thing yeah. to reflect this, this country especially has a, yeah, because, again, it's, it's a nipple. It's a fuck, dude. We everybody has two. Oh, two. I mean, I'm everybody sorry, drank one? off of their mom's nipples. Yeah, Everyone came like, out of their mom's vaginas. It's, it's, it's so, like, yeah, like you know, get like, over it. Like yeah, it's easy to be like, no, that you don't talk about that, you don't talk about that. Like you cover that up, and it's like you keep it. It's like, dude, it's such a normal fucking goddamn. Like, why are we so weird about? Not saying that like women should like you know, walk around topless or whatever, but fuck it if they want to. Damn it, you know, like what the fuck? No, and like it's not thinking, a big deal. No, but also like thinking of that, like how I mean, like of course, like in adult romantic relationships, like it has a very sexualized context, but it also goes back to like your earliest beginnings, and, like it not being that way. And, yeah, like that, like it's that family bond. Well, know? yeah, and because to me, it's like, and because sexuality is that part of you know, it's that that much of being a human. You know, to me, I'm one of those people. Like, I don't. To me, I think marriage is weird. It, it'll eventually work out, but it's something that we're forcing on ourselves. That it's like, dude, we're just sexual beings. Like, that's just how we're designed, you know. And we shouldn't be ashamed of it. But coming from this country with its Protestant background, you know, and very religious kind of deal, especially in Mexicans, even with the Catholicism, like, so conservative. And to me, it's like, dude, yeah, it's we all have sex. And, we all fucking enjoy it. We're like, it's fucking okay to say that. Like, what the fuck is the big deal? You know? And it was so refreshing to me. It was just just the word nipple in itself. You know? Like, it's just the fucking... It describes a part of a body that... Fucking cows have, like, eight of them. Fucking pigs and all that. You know? And it's like... But a female dog can just lay there all hard. And just, like, nipples all hairy hanging out. And it's like... Hey, look at fucking Sasha right there. It's hot. You know? But it comes to the human form, and it's like, put that away. What are you doing? <laughs> There's kids around, and it's like, dude, how the fuck do you think the kids are here? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is this bad? It's a fucking woman. And I kind of wanted it to have that shock effect, though, like, make someone look at things you don't want to look at. Like, yeah, you drink out of your mom's nipples. Like, yeah, you came from that. Like, like this is 
real. Like, and it's uncomfortable. Well, we'll see. And yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just the way we are here in the society in America, yeah, man. But you have it's, to face that uncomfortableness. Exactly. I mean, if you look at other countries, you know, people are walking around naked. So. It's the whole Hollywood argument. It's okay to show violence, but it's not okay to show a nipple. <laughs> the yeah, fuck? That's so crazy. People lose their life. Yeah. Or like a girl can, and I mean, a I girl mean, can a, have like these ginormous breasts on TV, but as long as there's like a little tiny thing on the nipple, it's okay. You know, that's the only thing that gets blurred out. <laughs> Are you fucking? Oh my! Oh god! Really? Who? Hey, hey, no, 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 no. That's called cleavage. <laughs> cleavage is way different. I think it's talking about the little pasties. I'm just talking about. Yeah. Like, oh, I was going true. for pasties. I wasn't yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get a girl that's like, yeah, got these big old fake things and. Pasties on there, and it, you could show it at, at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you say that bitch is wrong, and I'm sorry for saying bitch, but you know, or shit. I hate that shit at two o'clock, and all of a sudden you're you're a devil. <sighs> Doesn't make sense. What was the original question? We are fucking tangenting off. We're we're crazy. jumping into a poem. We're waiting. Mermaids. We're waiting for there mermaid this okay. whole time. <laughs> we're setting up the <laughs> longest setup. It's not your fault at all. It's we're dumb. Oh, good no, job, no, Bado. No. Yeah. This is quite a build-up. I'll read it now so everyone... It has the word nipples in it, everybody. <laughs> nipples! Get over it. <laughs> and eczema. <laughs> That's too far, Baldo. Not in the same place. <laughs> the eczema is in a different place, if I remember the poem correctly. Uh, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and read it. Let's just go I remember the store manager shutting the shop so he could take pictures of her in the flower garden. Where are you going, Mama? Tom is going to take pictures of me. You stay in here. The two of them stepped out and locked the door, leaving the TV on. She always took me with her, even to work. I was three. She was 17. The tub would be my boat, and it was always raining. I would pretend I was, I was dying or about to drown. Sometimes I would turn into a mermaid and rescue myself. She would make a bridge with her leg hooked over the edge of the tub as she shaved. On one side of her leg, there was dry land, safety. The other held the storm. I would sit in the dry land for a few seconds to breathe, but the hurricane always hurtled me back. What are those red spots all over your back, Mama? I don't know. Will they go away? I don't know. Oh, well, I hope they do. They're kind of ugly. You know, that's not a very nice thing to say. Mama? Mama? I'm not talking to you. Why? Because you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, Mama. Will you talk to me tomorrow? I said, will you talk to me tomorrow? Just tell me that and you can stop talking again. Silence. Girl raising girl. When I got older, she would buy cream from a dermatologist to make the rosacea go away. Every night, I would rub it on her back, and she would ask me, is it going away? And every night, I would answer, yes, it looks much better. But it always looked the same to me. The water would divide into two streams around her nipples and gravitate towards her navel. Sometimes I would put the wash cup to her pubic bone and collect the water that dripped from her hairs. Then I would add ingredients, toothpaste, mermaid hair, bubbles, soap, shampoo. I would cackle and stir, concocting my magical potion, a love potion, powerful too. 
When it bubbled, I would pour one-fourth on my body and feed the remaining portion to the drain. If the drain made a tiny whirlpool and gurgled when it swallowed it, I would know that my potion was successful. If it didn't, if it swallowed it flat, flat, it was certain. I would grow up to become an unlovable. Clap, 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 clap. clap. <laughs> that, um, yeah, remember that now? I, oh, it's the same, it's the exact same thing. Um, I get, I, well, I, I think the, again, that whole, you saying they're ugly, and I can imagine, well, I can't imagine, actually, but that, knowing 17-year-old girls growing up, I, I, I remember being a 17-year-old guy myself, and it, you're just, you're so vulnerable and so, like, sensitive to everything, and again, having a child that's so honest, just cut right to the core like that, I could see how that could be like, again, I, 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 I get the emotion from your words that she's realizes that she can't get mad at you because you're not being, you know, you're not tr intentionally trying to hurt her, but it really hurts her because she's at that age where you're so vulnerable, you know, so it's like, like, damn, what a struggle for her, you know, to be on this kind of fence. That's like, I have to be this, this rock for this person, you know, I can't break down and let, and, you know, because they don't understand how they're breaking me down. So I, I have to be strong for them. And, and again, it resonates personally with me, for with my mom, and I didn't go out and get my master's in poetry, but... But I feel like I've done, you know, done her proud. And I i don't know your mother at all or whatever, but I'm sure she's definitely super proud of you. I could just imagine. Oh, well, thank you. No, and that's, like, really cool that you were able to pick up on that. Like, how a lot of it's about um, her identity as both, like, a young teenage girl and being a mom. And, like, Dude, you don't know who you are at 17. And she has to figure you out at three, you know? <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And yeah, oh my god, I was just listening to it like, dude, every, you, there should be an assembly for like, at least girls only at every high school where you read that. And, and oh, I'm telling you, at least half of them will, will it'll hit them, they'll, it'll resonate with them so perfectly. And they'll realize like, dude, this is, I'm not alone, you know, this is actually not uncommon. And I can do something about it, and you're just so fucking level-headed and cool and chill and you came from that madness. That, I mean, that's just chaos in your poems. You know, your poems are straight chaos. And your personality, your being, is just, just you know, just level. I, I, you can't see my arms, but I'm doing a level, level motion. She's I like, level. you're like a lake. You know, you're like a lake compared to the ocean. You know, you go to a lake and there's, it's a big body of water, but there's, it's just flat. It's just there. It's not, it's not dangerous at all, you know. But then you realize it is really deep. But then you see the ocean, and you, you can go to Monterey right now, and you see the danger of the ocean of crashing into the rocks and all that, and you can you know there's chaos there. But with you, you're you, it's there's nothing there. But you hear your poetry, and you know that you come from chaos. And actually, now that I say that, it's kind of weird because it goes to the Egyptian. Uh, you know how the Egyptians believe everything comes from chaos. That there was chaos before there was this, this reality. 
And uh, so, yeah, you're Egyptian. Oh, well, that's a very kind, beautiful thing. I'm sorry if I'm, like, going, like, all deep and all that, but oh, it's, like, this is, I, I, wow, this is awesome to me. No, and it's really cool, like, as a male that you can still uh, relate to it, because I feel like my Yeah, poems, that has nothing, yeah. Like, they're very feminine poems. Yeah. Like, very much about, like, women issues. Dude, I, like, I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, because I have a sister that's four years older than me, so I can only imagine that it'll, if it, hits me that hard I could only imagine you know how she'll feel so I'm gonna listen to this part of my she doesn't listen to this podcast I don't tell her listen to that poem and tell me how you, how you feel but yeah again I can I, you, you like the poem says girl raising girl you know but me as a guy I don't know if it was because it was my mom that raised me or just because it was a similar situation but I I, 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 I could see it you know I could feel it, it, it I'm there and yeah, everybody needs to hear that. And people in Salinas need to hear that. It'll, it'll, uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. It'll this is a big you know. motivator for me to try to yeah. make more. I, I, I hope that 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 we can push because you're pushing us, you know, to to do the thing. And hopefully, again, we see you more out there, and we see you when there's there's stuff. Out there. I mean, I, again, and I hate that that. This is the thing, but this is reality in 2014. You're also a woman, you know, and there's not that many positive role models. And you know, the, uh, girls should have a poster of you instead of fucking Miley Cyrus. You know, <laughs> like the world would be so much better. It just would, and not not just dude Miley Cyrus and them. They have talent, you know. They're famous for for a certain reason, but you, you know, there's. Yeah, you're the you're the proof that it's just humans are just human, you know. You don't you don't have to be from here or have to be born at a certain time or have a certain gender to to affect the world. Like it's just we all can affect it in the same way. But yes. Find Monique's poetry. <laughs> and uh, we're about two hours in, so I don't I don't I I'm running out of I've just I'm just gonna just start throwing praise on you if we keep going. I just, I just, yeah. Do we have anything else that we have? Anybody else have anything to say? I'm trying to be you right now. I'm gonna turn on the effects, and I'm gonna let this end the podcast. Well, well, thank you, Money. Thank you for coming. All of a sudden, we're yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. And <laughs> hold on, friends, I love it. This is awesome. I love it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I think it's so cool. Um, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna end it. I, I just, I, I have nothing, and I, and I, I don't know how to end it. I just... Let's just go ahead and um, say thank you for, thank you, Monique, for coming. Um, thank you for joining us, Armando. Osola um, couldn't be here, um, yeah. unfortunately, but um, he'll be, he should be back next week. Otherwise. Mondo, awesome replacement. We'll, yeah, we'll be back. We'll definitely be back. And again, please, Facebook, uh, SalinasUnderground.com, Twitter at Salinas Podcast, Instagram at Salinas Podcast. If you know somebody that wants to be on, if you have a story to tell, this this girl you know didn't know an, an hour. We'll, we'll, we'll talk with her after the show. Oh, yeah. I'll, but, I'll I mean, this, this, I mean, an hour before this was happening, th- this wasn't happening, you know, and she's here now, so... Get a hold of us. We're gonna make it happen. Make it happen. Millionaires. 
No, later. seriously. <laughs> that was bad timing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a good one, boys and girls. Two hours. Boys and girls.